I don't know how COVID affects things, but usually on World Communion Sunday, there are over a billion people all around the world participating. It's kind of amazing. Each year, it transcends national, ethnic, theological boundaries in a way that little else can do. And I find a measure of hope in that. I hope you do too. It is important to remember, though, that this meal didn't start with Jesus. He was participating in a holy meal that was already over a thousand years old when he broke the bread. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, this month will be the first month. It will be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole Israelite community, on the 10th day of this month, they must take a lamb for each household, a lamb per house. If a household is too small for a lamb, it should share one with a neighbor nearby. You should divide the lamb in proportion to the number of people who will be eating it. Your lamb should be a flawless year-old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You should keep close watch over it until the 14th day of this month. At twilight on that day, the whole assembled Israelite community should slaughter their lambs. They should take some of the blood and smear it on the two door posts and on the beam over the door of the houses in which they are eating. That same night, they should eat the meat roasted over the fire. They should eat it along with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Don't eat, don't eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted over fire with its head, legs, and internal organs. Don't let any of it remain until morning and burn any of it left over in the morning. This is how you should eat it. You should be dressed with your sandals on your feet and your walking stick in your hand. You should eat the meal in a hurry. It is the Passover of the Lord. All pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I'll strike down every oldest child in the land of Egypt, both human and animals. I'll impose judgments on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be your sign on the houses where you live. Whenever I see the blood, I'll pass over you. No plague will destroy you when I strike this land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, dedicate to me all your oldest children, each first offspring from any Israelite womb belongs to me, whether human or animal. Moses said to the people, Remember this day, which is the day that you came out of Egypt, out of the place you were slaves, because the Lord acted with power to bring you out of there. No leavened bread may be eaten. Today, in the month of Avib, you are going to leave. The Lord will bring you to the land of the Canaanites, the Hatites, the Amorites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. It is the land that the Lord promised your ancestors to give you, a land full of milk and honey. You should perform this ritual in this month. You must eat unleavened bread for seven days. The seventh day is a festival to the Lord. Only unleavened bread will be eaten for seven days. No leavened bread and no yeast should be seen among you in your whole country. You should explain to your child on that day. It is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. So every year on Passover, people come together to have this holy meal. 
Customs have changed over the centuries, but in essence, the meal is the same. And the tradition is at Passover tables for thousands of years, a child asks this question. How is this night different from all other nights? I love that. I love that there is a tradition that brings you back each year to this idea that households join together and that the lamb is divided proportionately to the number of persons present. Think about that. Because it is telling you something. It is telling you something about God. The holy meal of Passover sets the tone that reflects the good of the community as a whole. And that that idea must be intentionally cultivated and repeated. It has the idea, it has this fundamental belief that everyone counts, that everyone gets fed around the table. And it doesn't matter if you are a woman or a man, if you are rich or poor, gay or straight, white or black or young or old, or anywhere in between these binaries. All households come together in God's name. Yes, we have differences. Israel was a confederation of states, and each one of those states had its own personality and its own customs. And yet there is this constant annual reminder that despite all of the differences, the common good, the good of all, must prevail. Looking back, most every religion has had a conception of God, this conception of a higher power. But Jews, Jesus understood that God cared for those who were slaves. Jews, Jesus understood that God works to save those who are killed with impunity. Jews, Jesus understood that God sides with the oppressed, the underdogs, and that the religion that developed around Jews, around Jesus, that religion should share that understanding that the common good must include all people, that everyone counts that you cannot look the other way when human dignity is shredded. God hears the cries of parents who cannot protect their children. And God will not allow Pharaoh's evil to continue forever. A reckoning will come. Passover tells us a story that reminds us of this eternal truth. Every single year. Jews have known for thousands of years the power of tradition, of telling and retelling the foundational stories, because they continue to bring each generation back to the table, 
and eventually to claim the party as their own. And that's key. The Passover meal is a party. I think over time, Christians have kind of lost that. Sometimes we say we're celebrating communion, but it usually doesn't feel like a party to me. It's, it's very serious. I think we need to relearn how to party like Jews. And our seriousness isn't just because it was Jesus's last supper, that there was going to be great violence done. Because that was true in Egypt too. Sometimes when you are facing something so grave, so serious, you just need to have a party. You need to seize the moment while you can. There is wisdom in that. Wisdom that has seen Jews through many years of horrors and persecution. If you're a fan of the Matrix movies, which I know you can guess that I am, it's Morpheus calling to Zion to a celebration on the brink of a desperate battle for survival for no other reason than we are still here. This holy meal is a communal affirmation that life is stronger than death. And that we go on as long as there is someone who remembers. There is power in that. Power that we may need to claim for ourselves in the days to come. Because when we come together as a community, God gives us a sense of something greater than ourselves that you and I, we are a part of a chain that goes way back and will continue. We must not lose that. We must resist the forces that would divide us from one from another. We must resist forces that proclaim supremacy of race or gender. And you know I'm not just talking about colonial church. We're, we're a, a twig on the branch of something much bigger. But we have our duty. We are still here. And we take our place in a religious tradition that binds us to work for justice for all people to act as nonviolent agents of God's compassion and mercy for all the households of the earth. Everyone counts. To never deny or be blind to the suffering of any. This is how Jews, how Jesus understood God. We worship the God who saves, saves those who are killed with impunity, God sides with the oppressed, the underdogs. And the religion that has developed around Jews, around Jesus, it must share that understanding that the common good 
must include all people. We cannot look the other way when human dignity is shredded. God hears the cries of parents who cannot protect their children. And God will not allow Pharaoh's evil to continue forever because a reckoning will come. This was the saving promise of the Passover party. And it was repeated in a new way around Jesus' table. This is a party with a purpose because we must take our place and continue to bind ourselves in Christ's compassionate love to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. So what makes this day different from all other days? Today, on this World Communion Sunday, we especially remember that sacrifice was not in vain. We still unite to take our place in our time to be nonviolence agents of God's compassion and mercy for the common good. That is where our hope is. And that is what we stand for. Thanks be to God. Amen.